1: We'll talk about a tangled web. Can Donald Trump keep both Israel and Russia happy? Both celebrated his US election victory. But his uh, foreign policy is looking muddled at best at the moment. He's also got the challenge of continuing US efforts uh, in the counterterrorism realm. Professor Robert Legbold specializes in international relations, especially regarding post-Soviet states at Columbia University. Good morning to you from Seoul. Thanks for joining us. Good
0: morning. Pleasure
1: to be with you. So, uh, firstly, on the counterterrorism, uh, you got IS um, or Islamic State, as they refer to themselves, as a, as a major problem, uh, likely to still be there. I, w- I would have thought uh, when Donald Trump takes office in January. The, the thing is, even just mentioning IS also implicitly brings all these other countries into the uh, equation.
0: Absolutely, and as you as you said. Um Trump's orientation on this, as well as most other foreign policy issues, is muddled, and I would argue absolutely unpredictable. On the Islamic State and global terrorism issue, on the one hand, both Trump and particularly people who are likely to be advisors, Michael Flynn, General Flynn, uh, uh, who is uh, predicted to be the national security advisor, and potentially Rudolph Giuliani, the secretary of state, have an absolute preoccupation with the issue of global terrorism and the islamic state and that would become the center of their foreign policy orientation i think embraced by trump as well but on the other hand there's no clear notion of how they would improve on what has been U.S. policy in dealing with the Islamic State in global terrorism. Some of the things that they speak about in the Syrian context are essentially an extension of what the Obama administration has been doing, that is, trying to build coalitions, attempting to cut off financial support, maintaining the uh, continued military effort among the various forces within the area. So it's unclear how they would actually deal with what they what they are likely to make an absolute preoccupation of their foreign policy.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got various flashpoints which could go beyond terrorism into all-out conflict involving the United States. Um, obviously, the situation in Syria is one of them. Uh, we've been watching North Korea closely as well to see whether that might be a, a trigger point. But um, there are various developments we have and could look at, uh, the South China Sea being a further one, but staying in the Middle East for now, Tell us, in your view, whether you think under Donald Trump it's more or less likely that the U.S. is going to be dragged into a wider-scale conflict.
0: I don't think it was likely that we would have been dragged into a larger conflict even had Hillary Clinton been elected, although in Moscow the view was that we would very soon be in a potentially explosive crisis over developments in syria particularly uh, the military effort uh, in aleppo or the things that were being done in aleppo under trump i think even less likely because if he really does engage russia with the kind of basic realpolitik approach that he suggests where he's not going to hold the russians to a moral standard in the way in which they're aiding the Assad regime or indeed that they that he will resist the support that they're providing to the Assad regime or add to this that he's prepared to in effect allow the russians the syrians to take the lead in fighting ISIS and therefore accept the status quo within uh, within uh, uh, within Damascus, the Syrian regime. In that in that context, it may well be that you come closer to a kind of diplomatic deal between uh, between uh, a Trump administration and the Russians that more or less lives with the regime that exists in in Damascus and begins to begins to complete what I think is probably in underway already, and that is. Uh, a gradual withdrawal of U.S. support for the opposition forces, uh, because we're having such great difficulty disentangling the so-called moderate forces from Nusra Front and the extremists and otherwise. I think Trump is prepared to complete that process entirely. Uh, So I would think the risk Of direct confrontation with the Russians over their military intervention in Syria probably would be reduced in a Trump administration.
1: But the the thing is, we've got other factors in this wider equation. Iran, for example. Donald Trump is... uh implied that there could be um, a far closer scrutiny of the deal, maybe even abandonment of the deal that was done with Iran. I don't know if that's even possible in your view, but um, nevertheless, his attitude towards Iran has not been nearly as positive as the Obama administration. Um, you've got Israel celebrating that on the sidelines. On the other hand, you've got Russia and Iran with shared interests. So, uh, can he please both Russia and Iran?
0: I think the irony is that what I've just said, the likelihood of a crisis between the United States and Russia, military confrontation over what's happening in the Syrian civil war, uh, is balanced by what I think will be a very destabilizing U.S. influence within the Middle East more broadly if he, that is, a president-elect Trump follows through on the things he said for two reasons. One, he's argued that he will be israel's greatest friend and netanyahu has said essentially that we expect that uh... by that he means that he'll he'll look the other way indeed even applaud the settlement policy of israel on the west bank Mm. uh... he's talked about moving the u.s embassy to jerusalem uh... he has as you said been critical of the iran deal and suggested that he will dismantle it if he were to move in that direction on 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 either front he is going to, first of all, heat up the conflict between Arabs and Israelis, Palestinians and Israelis, and secondly, he's going to destabilize the wider region and, indeed, U.S. alliances with Europeans and, to that extent, the Russians, who strongly support the Iranian deal. My own view is that he may end up Uh, sticking with what he has said more recently, he will renegotiate the deal, and that may be further softened as the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, the Republican Corker, who is also rumored to be a potential candidate for Secretary of State, has said, and that is that a Republican-controlled Congress, together with the Trump administration, would attempt to tighten uh the watch or the vigilance over the Iranian implementation of the agreement uh and hold back the issue of sanctions but not abandon the agreement itself that mm-hmm. is attempt to reinforce the agreement rather than to destroy it or dismantle it uh because there are really very heavy consequences for the United States and then never mind the international community in the Middle East where he really uh to begin um, backing away from it on the U.S. side. Nonetheless, as I've said, this general orientation to which you refer, the Iran deal, the U.S.-Israeli relationship as he has, uh, Trump has portrayed it, as I said, I think will be a destabilizing influence in what is already a very
1: volatile region. Professor Legwell, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Great to have you on the line. Professor Robert Legvold, with the book Return to Cold War, has uh, been analysing these general issues for some time uh, out of Columbia University. Um, We have been discussing the Secretary of State position. seems like it's going to be very important. Could it even be Mitt Romney, as some of the latest reports suggest? We'll have to pick that up next week. But that brings to a close our series of special interviews speculating on the immediate effect of the Donald Trump victory.